presents The Life of Prophet Muhammad, Peace Be Upon Him Presented by Nidal Ayyubi Bismillah, Alhamdulillah, Wassalatu Wassalamu Ala Rasulillah Wa Ala Alihi Wa Sahbihi Wa Man Welcome back to our Sira classes where we are discussing the Meccan stage. Now, the Prophet ﷺ faced much hardship. The death of Abu Talib and Khadija, the response of the people of Al-Ta'if after he called them to Islam, they responded, as we said, very harshly. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gifted the Prophet ﷺ with one of the greatest gifts ever given to mankind. The trip, the journey, known as Al-Isra wal Ma'raj. Now, the ulama discussed when that actually happened. As for authentic reports, there is no indication when it exactly happened. You know, many people think it happened during the month of Rajab, the 27th, but there is no authentic reports regarding it. Many of the ulama said it happened a few years before the Hijrah. And that's where they placed it in their books of history and seerah. Either way, we do not celebrate this day. We do not pray special prayers on this day. We study this event at all times to benefit from it. This great miracle that Allah spoke about in the Quran, in a few surah, and also in many authentic hadith. Many, many authentic hadith described in Isra al Mi'raj. We'll mention some of it. Some of these narrations, inshallah, some of, some of the points from these narrations. Firstly, what does Isra mean? And what does Mi'raj mean? So we know what we're talking about. Isra is night journey, to journey by night. Mi'raj means something which ascends, ascension. So it's referring to what? The journey of the Prophet ﷺ from Mecca to Al-Aqsa or Al-Quds to Jerusalem. And the Mi'raj is the Prophet ﷺ ascending through the heavens. What does Allah say in Surah Al-Isra? Subhanallahi asra bi abdihi laylan min al-masjid al-harami ila al-masjid al-Aqsa al-ladhi barakna hawlah linuriyahu min ayatina innahu huwa al-sami'u al-basir. Exalted is he who took his servant, meaning Muhammad ﷺ, by night. This is the journey here from Al-Masjid Al-Haram to Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa whose surrounding we have blessed. To show him, to show Muhammad Sallallahu our signs. Indeed, he, Allah, is the all-hearing, the all-seeing. And also in Surah Al-Najm, it mentions about this incident of Al-Isra' Al-Mi'raj. So there's many reports. We'll mention some of the reports, some of the incidents. Inshallah, maybe we'll try to summarize it as this is a brief look into the life of the Prophet Sallallahu it's mentioned in some narrations the Prophet ﷺ was at the Hijr, or was at his house in Mecca. One report mentions in Bukhari and Muslim that the Prophet ﷺ said, the roof, the roof of my house was opened when I was in Mecca and Jibreel came down and split open my chest. Then he washed it with zamzam water. Then he brought a golden basin or tray filled with wisdom and faith and emptied it into my chest. Then he sealed it. Then he sealed it. So now we've mentioned during our lessons, how many times was the chest of the Prophet ﷺ opened? How many times were you mentioned? Twice. When was the first time? When the Prophet ﷺ was four years old and the angel of Jibreel came to him. The second time is now, just before the Isra al-Mi'raj. What was removed when he was four? The dart or the trace of? Basically the shaitan. Another report narrated by Anas found in Bukhari a Muslim, the Prophet ﷺ was laying at Al-Hijr besides the Kaaba. And Jibreel came to him and there was a white animal called Al-Buraq. And this white animal is smaller than a mule, but larger than a donkey, and which could travel as far as it could see. This was brought to the Prophet ﷺ, and he rode it. He mounted it and rode it. Shortly after, as is mentioned in Sahih Muslim, the Prophet ﷺ said, I rode 
on it until I reached Jerusalem. Once there, I tied it to the very same ring to which the prophets would tie their riding animals. Then he said, I entered the masjid and prayed two units in it. I then left and Jibril came to me with a vessel of wine and a vessel of milk. I chose the milk and Jibril said, you have chosen al-fitrah. You have chosen the natural way, Islam, uprightness. You have chosen al-fitrah. Other reports mentioned that he, when he entered the masjid, he got up to pray and looked behind and he saw all the prophets behind him. And the Prophet ﷺ led them in prayer. He shows that he's the imam of all the prophets and messengers. And that this ummah is the leading ummah. And the Prophet ﷺ is the greatest of prophets and messengers. And this also links by the Prophet ﷺ going to Al-Aqsa, going to Jerusalem, links Prophet ﷺ with the previous prophets and messengers. They're all brothers in one message, and that message is La ilaha illallah. Yes, they may have had different rules and different, different rulings and sharia, but their message was one, and that is to worship Allah alone and to follow the Prophet and Messenger of that time. Now, there's many things the Prophet saw during his night journey and during his trip through the heavens. Punishments, he saw some people being punished. We seek Allah's protection. And even the, the reasons why they were punished was mentioned and the types of punishments were mentioned, such as the people who eat riba, people who commit zina, those who, who, who slander and, and backbite and gossip, and so on and so forth. Then he even saw some of the rewards in paradise and some of the rewards and some of the punishments that people face in hell. He saw many, many things, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now, Prophet sallallahu set out with Jibreel to go through the heavens. He got to the nearest heaven, Sama'a dunya the first heaven, and Jibreel asked permission to enter. The gatekeeper asked, who is with you? Jibreel answered, Muhammad. The gatekeeper said, has he been commissioned? Meaning, has he been sent yet? With Islam, has he been sent as a, as, as a prophet yet? Has he been sent with a message to humans and jinn? Jibreel answered, yes. And the prophet was welcomed in. What does this tell us about the angels? When they asked, has he been commissioned? They don't know the unseen. They don't know the future. Who knows the future? Who knows the unseen? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the gate of the first heaven was open. Jibreel introduced the Prophet وسلم, to his father, to his father, Adam alayhi salam. And Adam gave him greetings and described him as the righteous son and the righteous prophet. Now, to summarize, in every heaven, permission was sought. Same thing was said by the gatekeeper, the angel, and they were entered and the Prophet ﷺ greeted the, angel, uh, the prophets and they greeted him back and they said, a righteous brother and a righteous prophet. The righteous brother and the righteous prophet, except Adam and Ibrahim, they said, the righteous son, the righteous prophet, describing the Prophet ﷺ. So who did he see upon the second heaven? He saw two cousins. Who are they? Yahya and his cousin, Isa ﷺ. On the third heaven... He saw Prophet Yusuf. On the fourth heaven, he saw the Prophet Idris. On the fifth heaven, he saw Prophet Harun. On the sixth heaven, he saw the Prophet Musa. When he passed by the Prophet Musa, Musa cried. He wept. He was asked, why are you crying? He said, alayhi salam, because that young man, meaning the Prophet Muhammad wasallam, was sent after me, yet his followers will outnumber mine in Jannah. Look why he was crying, my dear brothers and sisters. This is the competition that he, that he had, that he, that he was seeking. And that's why he cried, because our ummah, the ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu yes, it is the last of nations, but it's the greatest and greatest in number in Jannah. We ask Allah to make us from the people of Jannah. On the seventh heaven, he saw his father Ibrahim, alayhi salam. And like Adam, 
he described the Prophet ﷺ as the righteous son and the righteous prophet. In some narrations it mentions that the Prophet Ibrahim was leaning his back against Bayt al-Ma'mur, like the Kaaba in the heavens, the frequented house, where 70,000 angels make tawaf every day, and they go and never come back, 70,000 angels every day. How great are the soldiers of Allah? How great are the angels of Allah? How great is the creation of Allah, which points to one thing, my dear brothers and sisters, the greatness of who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the greatest. He is greater than everything and everyone. Now the Prophet ﷺ went to Sidrat al-Muntaha, the farthest low tree, which had very large fruit and its leaves were like the ears of elephants. Prophet ﷺ, he saw four rivers, two hidden and two were apparent. The two hidden rivers were in paradise and the two apparent ones were the Nile and the Euphrates. Then the Prophet ﷺ was shown Bayt al-Ma'mur, the frequented house. Now the Prophet ﷺ got to a point where Jibreel even couldn't go further. He went and he spoke to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah gave him the greatest act of worship, which is what? The five daily prayers. Were they five initially? They were 50. Subhanallah The Prophet was coming back down after speaking to Allah. And Allah ordering the 50 prayers. Musa said what to the Prophet After asking him, he said, go ask Allah to reduce the number. Because I have experience with the children or the offspring of the children of Israel who were not able to bear performing the prayers. So Musa, from his experience with Bani Israel, the children of Bani Israel, that they could not handle praying these prayers. So he told Muhammad Sallallahu go ask Allah to reduce them. So the Prophet Sallallahu went back to Allah and asked him to reduce them. And he reduced them until they got to five. He kept on asking him a few times because Musa would keep telling him, ask Allah to reduce them until they got to five prayers. He went to Musa again. And Musa repeated the same question to him and told him, go back and ask Allah for a lesser number of prayers. The Prophet ﷺ was too shy to ask Allah to reduce him even more. Then the Prophet ﷺ heard a caller saying that the obligation has been decreed and alleviated for the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So five daily prayers has been obligated. And as we know, you pray five and you get rewarded for 50. What else was given to the Prophet ﷺ? When he was speaking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what was he given? He was also given the last two verses of Surah Al-Baqarah. And he was also told that the major sinners of this ummah will be forgiven. Now, Prophet sallallahu returned to Mecca and informed the people of his miraculous journey. Straight away, they started to ridicule the Prophet sallallahu make fun of the Prophet sallallahu You say you went to, from Mecca to Jerusalem in one night? A journey that takes us a long, long time. And you went through the heavens. And this was a fitna for the believers. They even ran to Abu Bakr to try to test him in his iman. Have you heard what your prophet says? He said, what does he say? He said about the Isra' al-Mi'raj. What did Abu Bakr say? He said, if he said it, I believe him. I believe that he gets something greater than that. I believe in something greater that he gets revelation from the heavens, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From this time onwards, Abu Bakr was called As-Siddiq. This is how we should be, my dear brothers and sisters. If anything is from Islam, we believe 100%. We don't have any doubt in it. That's Islam. It's to submit and surrender. So Abu Bakr, straight away, if the Prophet Sallallahu said it, I believe it. That's why anything from the Quran and Sunnah, we believe it, we submit and surrender to it. Some reports say that many Muslims were tested by the Isra al-Mi'raj because it was a miraculous event. Some reports even suggest that some even apostated left Islam. Wallahu alam. So, 
believers may be tested, but always return things back to Quran and Sunnah and to the people of knowledge and submit and surrender. The Isra, the Prophet described some things to him. He even described in some reports Jerusalem to them. Allah showed him Jerusalem. And he even described what he saw on, when he was returning to Mecca from certain trade caravans or certain travelers coming back. And he told them one, two, three about the, those coming back, these travelers. And the Quraysh asked these travelers, did this and that happen? Did, and he told them how long before they come back. And it was all true, but they still did not believe. It shows how arrogant they were, how stubborn they were. Now, the Quraysh kept on ridiculing the Prophet ﷺ harming the Prophet ﷺ. Many incidents mentioned. They kept on challenging the Prophet ﷺ. Give us a miracle. Do this and do that. But they weren't seeking the truth. They were seeking just to challenge the Prophet ﷺ. Until the Prophet ﷺ, when he was challenged once, Allah gave the Prophet ﷺ a miracle. And that miracle was the splitting of the moon. Allah actually split the moon in half for the Prophet ﷺ and for all to see. And this is mentioned in the Quran, that the hour has come near and the moon has been split into two. And if they see a sign, a miracle, they turn away and say this is a passing magic or continuing magic. The Quraysh, the Meccans, the Kuffar. And they denied and followed their desires, but for every matter is a time of settlement. As is mentioned in Surah Al-Qamar. So Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, he said, during the lifetime of the Prophet the moon was split into two parts. And on that, the Prophet said, bear witness to this. As is mentioned in Bukhari. Anas ibn Malik said, the Meccans, the people of Mecca, requested Allah's Messenger to show them a miracle. So he showed them the splitting of the moon. And he said to them, as he mentioned in Bukhari, bear witness to this, bear witness to this. What did they say? Like with the Isra al-Mi'raj, they said, Prophet is a magician, he's a sahir. Then they asked some travelers when they returned, did you see the moon split? He said, yes. But they still did not believe. So the Prophet now started to think about seeking another place to give da'wah. So he started calling other tribes to Islam, and this will lead us into our next lesson. In our next lesson, inshallah, we will see how the Prophet ﷺ started going to certain marketplaces where they used to have their fairs and hajj season, and he started calling people to Islam, looking for somewhere where the Muslims could migrate to and make a home base for Islam and the Muslims. And this is where we'll start. Our next lesson with Wallahu A'lam wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.